Welcome to Brand Agony. I'm Alan Black. Every episode, we use the soothing power of stronger language to solve a problem for a troubled marketing professional. Today, we're talking about briefs, or to put it another way, how to clearly define your project for a copywriter. To answer this thorniest of questions, I'm joined by as fine a collection of brief whispers as you'll ever meet, Black Ad's Chris Tapley. Hello. Rachel McCallion. Hello. And Shan Ross. Hello. Hello, everybody. So, on to this week's letter, which comes from Amit in Brighton. Dear Black Ads, I work for an online retailer and we use a content agency for things like blogs and email campaigns. We think our instructions are clear, but all too often the agency comes back with frustrating questions. Or, even worse, the writers go ahead with the work, get it wrong, and we need to start again. Maybe it's us, maybe it's them. My question is this, how can I make a watertight brief for the writers? Yours? Tortured by briefing, Amit. So thanks for your letter, Amit. We've seen plenty of briefs in our time, from the painfully prescriptive to the endlessly vague. So we've got this. As ever, we'll tackle the situation in three steps. Diagnosis, treatment, and staying healthy. So if you just forgive me a second, I'm just going to clear my throat and uh, get the uh, lover the uh, latex gloves on. doesn't really get any less horrifying that that sound effect shan um so on to diagnosis um shan there can be lots of things wrong with a brief but the flaws in in in, in my personal experience aren't necessarily in the document there there's always some, something else kind of going on what, what do you reckon yeah i completely agree i think quite often it's the brief behind the brief oh, that's the muddled bit that's meta Yep. So you need to ask, um, has the project been properly defined? I think that's the question. Okay. So that means, do you have a clear handle on what you want the content to achieve? So um, who the audience is and where it will be seen. And, you know, I don't just mean overall aims, like to raise brand awareness and sell more stuff, because that will apply to everything. You need to be really, really specific about this piece of content. So where does it fit into the broader thinking? And if you haven't done the broader thinking, then, you know, that'll that'll come through in the brief and it'll be hard for the writer to grab hold of. Yeah. So I'm thinking of examples of that. So it could be something about, for example, um, we're trying to get people to think about a new category that maybe doesn't exist at the moment. It's maybe a new innovative category that's just been born in the, the client's head and you've they've got a product that fits this new category. We're going to need to educate people about the category. So that might be a, a particular thing and we're going to educate certain types of people. Or it could be something sort of further down the line where you're you're just about edging into buying the, the, the product or the service and you're nearly there, but you just need that final little bit of reassurance, that kind of push. So for, for me, there's kind of, um, there's lots of different ways of thinking about what the need is and it fundamentally comes back to just, you know, again, you, you said that kind of slightly meta brief behind the brief, understanding why we're writing something in the first place. And it might seem dead obvious, but I think clients, you know, with the best one in the world are busy and can get too close to it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not, or, you know, extremely rarely a case of clients being yeah. evasive and not putting things in the brief that, you know, they know that, the agency will want to know that's not what's happening it's just you know marketing departments put together briefs always under deadlines and pressure and you know they need something fast and they maybe don't have time to stop or they think they don't have the time to stop and think it through um but usually it is the case that when a brief is lacking it's usually the strategy and not the brief itself that's coming up short yeah so 
this sense of feeding into that broader strategy in everything that we do with the brand is, is just super important. And mm. uh, you know, every bit of content, whether it's a, a little promo promo email, just saying, hey, you know, this offer runs out tomorrow, or maybe just a, something as you know much of a microcosm as a single tweet. Um, it should be supporting the 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 the, the larger aim in some way. Um, certainly shouldn't be undermining it, um, but it should be do, doing something to build up the brand a, a little bit like, um, forgive me for getting a little bit philosophical, but the idea of maybe a movie, um, you know, if you think about a movie being broken down to, into scenes, um, each scene in a good movie should be progressing the character or progressing the plot. And if it isn't doing that, you can look at it and go, oh, what's that all about? Or you, you look back at it after you've seen the film and go, huh? Um, you can tell when it's not, progressing it and i think you can tell when content isn't progressing the brand as well just so much content out there just kind of feels to me like um you know filling cracks in a wall rather than figuring out you know which should we even have a wall here you know it, it, you know is it more than that though rachel is it is it more than just this lack of strategy i think there's maybe something else going on um honestly i think it's time to sort of change the way we change what we see as the purpose of the brief so okay. sometimes writing things out in a traditional briefing format can make them seem more complicated than they really are um, and a chat is always the best way to get to the heart of the challenge okay. um, we find that using the briefing document as a way to structure that chat rather than as a standalone brief gets the best results so breaking away from questions in a document also sort of opens the door to new ways of solving your problem slightly controversial but um Something that I suspect also that, that quite a few listeners who are big fans of, you know, the document and who put the beef up on a pedestal uh, might struggle with. But this idea of, you know, having a discussion to kind of you know, eke it out also might sound time consuming, but, you know, doesn't have to be. Um, you Maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes to kind of eke it out is, is time spent now that you get back, you know, many times later on because mm-hmm. you've, you've got the job right pretty much first time. Yeah, definitely. And I think times have changed down with the briefing documents, I see. Okay. Again, uh, you're just about to get cancelled by the content community, Rachel. So watch <laughs> it for that. Uh, watch, watch it for those unfollows. Um, that's two types of brief, Chris, um, so far um, that, 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 we, we, that we've had a look at. Anything else that, that strikes you about this issue? I think, as, as Rachel touched on, it's maybe a case of expanding our understanding of what a briefing document looks like. Um, these problems tend to come in when they're kind of just treated as a generic sort of box ticking exercise. Every bit of content is the same. It fits within that, those same set of questions. Um, and that's when you tend to miss out the details that actually bring a piece of content to life. Um, and really for a writer, that's that's where it, the good stuff is. It's all in the details. That's what sort of makes it, it happen. Um, I mean, I think as in terms of examples, I think we we tend to see a lot of briefs that ask for, say, you know, a, a sort of 1,500-word white paper, um, which are kind of built around a title for the paper okay. and a, a kind of vague idea of the, the sort of argument that it will present. But there's not much else. It's all broad strokes. And, and what really makes something like that work and speak to the audience are the underlying proof points, you know, that prop up that, that argument it's going to have to have solid foundations for that to work okay so playing the devil's advocate just a little bit um perhaps some people listening to this think that really it's the writer's job to do the research that's that's where the that's where that task sits 
Possibly. I mean, I think it depends on the, the sort of content we're talking about and, and who the audience is, maybe more importantly. Mm. You know, if we're talking about uh, a sort of simple abandoned cart email for retailers like like Amit, then yeah, we can bust that out. It's relatively straightforward. It's a large, complicated task that we're going to chuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the things like that, you know, you, you've got an understanding of the brand. You know what it needs to do. You know what the, the, the what, what point the customer's at. I am ready to buy. Um, exactly. And, something distracted me. Yeah. Yeah, you're not presenting a complicated argument. Sure. Um, that starts to get more difficult when you're talking about, you know, for example, that sort of white paper, there's maybe for an audience of experts in some complex technology solution. Sure. Um, it's not as straightforward. You know, we could spend days in a, a Google hole researching these things and still misjudge what's going to connect with that audience. You know, the client knows that market inside out. They've had, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of hours of conversations with prospective Absolutely. customers to find out what is, what is working for them and what's not. And when it comes to content, you're really, you're looking for them to bring that experience to the brief in terms of the nitty gritty detail of, of how the argument shapes up for, for their market. You, you can't really expect the agency to have that same level of insight into the market. I'm going to violently agree with you there. Um, clients have great ideas. It's kind of the tenant of a, you know, it's actually an our kind of a, rules of black ad and you know the salespeople have great ideas and great insights so um something that we'd always want to tap into is that expertise so sounds like there's quite a few different things that could possibly going on be going on here this sort of lack of strategic con- consideration this kind of brief behind the brief stuff that sham is talking about this idea that maybe you know sometimes a long detailed uh, document isn't the way to go and that maybe you set out some key foundations and then have a a nice discussion about it and also the sense that you know we need the detail we need that insight and that insight comes from the experts within the organization and if you can bring that into the brief then wow if you can't then you're leaving it up to the, the content agency to kind of figure that one out themselves maybe not the best way forward um so how can we overcome these challenges let's go on to uh the treatment so we're going to rattle the pill bottle there. Shan, what do you reckon the, the options are here for Amit? Yeah, that's it's a tricky one because obviously um, the actual answer is spend more time on your strategy. Sounds sounds but, uh, aggressive maybe slightly, but yeah. it's it's true, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that is the answer, but then you need to be realistic because we know that marketing departments, marketing teams, they're really busy places and, you know, they just can't, magic up the time to to spend all this time on strategy mm. so um if you can brilliant if time really is of the essence and um you know you just can't find the time to have those strategic conversations then um alan you know one thing that we do at blackad is to create the reverse brief mm. for our clients mm. um so just a simple playback of what we think the clients asked us for, you know, the aims, the audience, all those things that you'd expect to see in a brief. We write it all down and um, we give it back to the client. Say this is our understanding of what you've asked us to do. Um, it might even include some starter ideas in there so yeah. they can see the direction that we might take it in. And that makes it really simple for them to come back and say, yeah, you've got it. We're, you know, we're ready to go. Or they can say, 
no, you, you just haven't quite understood what we need. Let's have a conversation about those specific things. And then, um, you know, we haven't wasted any time and the brief is good. And then, you know, we can get started on the work. Okay. The, yeah. the best thing about the reverse brief is that it is half an hour's work or so. And it just kills any misunderstandings before they've had chance to derail a project. So you don't end up in Amit's situation where he is having to ask his agency to start again because it just never, the misunderstandings don't ever get that far. Um, so I would say to Amit, maybe ask your agency if that's something that they would consider doing for you. Yeah, a little bit more time, not much, a little bit more effort, but my goodness, do you save the time later on? Yeah, um, definitely. And it, Brings everyone around the sort of the same, you know, glowing campfire. You know, hopefully we're all, we're all staring at the same thing and going, "Yes, this is good." Um, and um, it's so easy for briefing to get sidelined when we're all busy. Um, Rachel, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I'm with Shan. I think a quick sense checks often all all that's really needed. So either in that reverse brief or just on a phone call, um, and that's fine, provided that the basics are all in place. There needs to be. Uh, definitely a platform for that conversation okay. um, often when people start filling out briefing documents they're clouded by a sort of autopilot mode that results in them just churning out cliches especially around underlying aims and um, maybe that's what's confusing amateur writers okay. um, I would say um, replace all of the admin with a phone call to chat through the idea um, because I mean you might come up against the idea that everyone's too busy for a call but trust me it'll well, definitely save time in the long run. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think sometimes there's a little bit of a reluctance um, with clients to kind of get on the on the phone. They think it's going to be, you know, this kind of crazy investment in time. And again, mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've gone to, you know, great lengths to explain that we know people are busy. But mm-hmm. that little chat, uh, it just, it kills any misunderstandings. And it also opens up possibilities, which is great as well. We're not just talking about buttoning things down and making sure that we're all super clear. We're also talking about the idea of what if we did this? And also the idea of saying, what if we did something like that? And the client goes, no, 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 no. We tried that last week. It was a disaster. Let's not do that again. Oh, good. Right. Fine. Let's move on to something else. That that for me is kind of like the the key to unlocking it, that little bit of chat back and forth, just like human beings would do, you know? Uh, Chris, do you think there's anything else going on here? Yeah, I think having that conversation is important. Um, but equally, you know, you, you want to make sure that you can put things down, you know, document yeah. them um, in a sort of sensible way that's going to help everyone, not just a sort of tick box exercise. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, don't go sort of firing briefs at your agency of left, right and centre. Talk to them, agree a template that works for both sides um, so that they're not sort of scratching their heads trying to figure out what it is you mean. But equally, you're not spending hours filling out a questionnaire talking about your preferred ratio of verbs to adjectives when all you're really looking for is a blog post and engine a sale. Okay. Yeah. You know, Chris, just out of, in, out of curiosity, what is your preferred ratio of verbs to adjectives? Do you have one or does it just change from day to day? I mean, it, it changes day to day. You know, it's, it's like starting, trying to pick a favourite album. It's, I know, yeah. Favourite Beatles. You never you know? really just pick one ratio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, you don't want to get bogged down in that sort of stuff is what I'm saying. You need to stick to, you know, the, the important stuff. Um, yeah. You know, you'd be amazed how often we get briefs that don't tell us who this is for. You know, who's going to be reading this? Where are they going to be reading it? And and what's the call to action? What's the outcome that you want them to take after having read this piece of content? Yeah. Um, you know, these things all sort of work together to align 
the direction that's going to go in. It's, it's crucial. Yeah, it's, it's about that kind of right level of detail. On the one hand, you know, we don't want to be given every bit of sales literature that the organisation's ever produced and be told, read through this, guys, you'll be fine. Nor do we want a kind of a, mm-hmm. go go check it out yourselves, figure out your own way through. It's, it's about finding that, that just, there is a sweet spot, you know. Yeah, and I mean, every writer and every agency is a bit different. Um, I think, you know, getting those sort of documents as context is, is great. You know, we, we might want to, to look through, you know, 50 documents uh, from previous campaigns just to get a bit of an understanding of the brand. But we, we don't want to be in a position where you have to kind of assemble the brief from that. Uh, you, you need to get the fundamentals in place. Um and it might be at the moment that Amit's just got something that's working for him, but it's not quite working for the writers. They're not getting the information that they need. Um, and probably the best route forward here is just to have that conversation, you know, find out what information they need to feel confident talking about, you know, tackling any given piece of work. Okay, so I think we've got quite a few different approaches here um, and lots of ways I think that we can help Ahmed, um, Ahmed rather resolve things in the short term. Really, I think just We've got this issue now of how we keep Amit's briefs healthy and uh, keep things on track. So um, we're going to just go to the final piece here. Shan, I don't believe you've stepped up to the Black Eyed Harp yet. So if you wouldn't mind just uh, making your way over to the podium and uh, just readying yourself. Um, Okay. Okay, right. right, On your mark. There are no words. Um, so for Amit and for anyone else, how, how can we take those treatments and development into long-term, Sean? Um, I would say just monitor what you're doing. Um, you know, track brief success. So have a look at the ones that your writers get right first time okay. and compare those with the ones that are causing them some confusion and see if you can figure out what's going on. See if there are any um, common traits in the good ones and the you know the successful ones and um, the less successful ones. And that's not to replace the conversation with them. Don't just do that and then not actually talk to them about what's going on. Um, but I think that will really help. And the other side of that is to try and, you know, I'm going to say it again, try and bring that strategy in yeah. early on. So plot your content long term, then you're, you're giving yourself time to build in that overall strategy and um, that will make your briefs better. It definitely will. I mean, you're not going to be able to do that every time. There's always going to be last minute jobs and, you know, things that need to be rushed through and, you know, you'll, you'll just have to, the working on the brief with your agency will help you deal with those ones, but the fewer of those ones you have, the better. Yeah, I I can agree. Uh, Without that kind of strategic overview, it can be really tricky to adjust. Uh, Rachel, what do you think? Um, I think when it comes to this, the ongoing adjustment, adjustments are important. Um, so keep talking about what works and what doesn't and ask for feedback from your agency um, because you're employing their services, but it is a two-way relationship mm. and both sides are contributing to it be, being a success. So if you ignore their needs, things aren't probably going to go well and um, vice versa. Yeah. Um, I think the agency is ultimately there to, to help its clients succeed. That's you know, we're advocates on their behalf. And that's that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that, to get them, you know, to where they want to be, you need the raw materials. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I think that that ongoing diligence is key. You know, keep monitoring those briefs. Do a second look on them before they go out. 
I think it's very easy for you to think that um, what you've put down in the brief is extremely clear, but that's because you've been privy to all the conversations and the context has led up to deciding to actually create that brief for the content. And someone who's coming to it cold without all that context, it might not be obvious what you're asking for at all. Um, so I think a simple way to check that is just, you know, get a colleague to give it a quick sense check before it goes to the writer. And that could save a lot of pain. Yeah, definitely for me, actually, it really does come down to clarity because when you've got clarity in the brief, there's kind of no room to hide those kind of cut and paste sentiments that, that you might have put into the last 17 briefs or no room for that kind of woolly, woolly summary. Um, if, if, you know, your cousin Freddie or Auntie Brenda can't understand what we're being asked to do, then, you know, in the brief, then chances are there is something in there that's, that's again, going back to Shan's thought, that's going to brief behind the brief. Um, there's probably something missing. And if something's missing, simplify it down so it's nice and clear and we all, we all kind of get it. So, Amit, that, I think that's it from us. It's now really just over you to you to clean up those briefs. So thanks for listening today. We'll be back soon using stronger language to cure another listener's brand agony. For more on brand language, messaging, content training and tone of voice, visit blackad.co.uk.